this is Genoa. This is Yusuf. And this is In Flight Entertainment. Yes, and this is the last um, movie for the a month of indigenous uh, American history through the lens of indigenous culture. That's why I have to call it. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like reframe it because everybody's like, oh, it's indigenous month. Like, no, it's American history. It's Ameri- it is. It is American history. Uh, it's the American history that they don't want to teach because it's um, very dark. But you can't grow if you don't face your, the darkness. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. So what are we what are we uh, reviewing today? We're reviewing the 2013 um, movie, independent film called Rhymes for Young Ghouls. All right. And uh, for, for whatever reason, like that title on my mind does not work. Um, I find it very hard to read and to say. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very interesting title to say the least. <laughs> well, definitely. Uh, you're right. It throws you off a little bit um, because let's see. Um, okay, I, I, you want to do the IMDb? Sure, I'll do the IMDb description. Okay. Red Crow Mi'kmaq Reservation, 1976. By by government decree, every Indian child under the age of 16 must attend residential school. In the Kingdom of the Crow, that means imprisonment at St. Dimphna's. That means being at the mercy of Popper, the sadistic Indian agent who runs the school. Uh, Using the word Indian because that's what's in the description. I feel like even in the movie, they use that word a lot because indigenous or native is not something that has really been used until the um, very recent years, even though this movie came out in 2013. Yeah, definitely. Correct. Uh, yeah. And, oh, all, right. all right. So... This all right. So the cast goes. Let's see. Devery Jacobs as our lead. Al Al Ala Alia is it Alia Ayla 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 Ayla. Yeah, Right. Then we have Glenn Gowd, Brandon Oates, Roseanne Supernault, Mark Anthony Cooper. Uh, and we have Nathan Ale- Alexis, Kent McQuaid. Oh, I like her name. Make a Bryce Whiskey Jack. Oh, that name is so awesome. Oh my God. Yes. That, that name is amazing. Mika oh Bryce my- Whiskey Jack. Oh, this, I don't know who she is. Oh, she's young. She needs to be in more movies just based off of just to have her name in the credits. I mean, Yes, agreed, one hundred percent. That is a fantastic name. Oh my god, that name is amazing! All right, sorry, we just got this is drooling over this this young actress name. Uh, so yeah, so and, all right, so it's funny. Like when I watched when I was watching this movie, it it it, it felt very um. It felt very crime drama ish at the beginning, kind of sorta, but it but it wasn't. 
you know, uh, you know, cause you have, you know, you had, you know, you have his family, you have his character, you have the, the lead, um, who, you know, they all have, they all have to be savvy. They're all in survival mode. Um, and we have, you know, the poppers, you know, the cops that work with the poppers that kind of keep, you know, the indigenous community in line by beating <laughs> and taking money. Uh, which, which leads this community with not a lot of options. Yeah, so just a little bit of history on residential schools. Um, there were 140 federally run Indian residential schools in Canada uh, between 1831 and 1998. So just over 20 years ago, they were still running them. Uh, and the purpose of them was to assimilate uh, indigenous peoples into Canadian society. That meant that they were not allowed to speak their language. They were not allowed to do anything that was relevant to their culture. They could only do what the white man told them to do. And over this this past year, there have been a number of... Um, residential schools who have their their like yards have been dug up to discover many many dead children and depending on what source you go to um scientific america in august said that there is 1300 graves that have been identified but i have seen numbers as high as 6000 mm. uh, and what I found interesting in this movie was so Popper, who's like the the head of the school, the evil priest, um, one of the threats that he gives to the children is you better behave or you'll end up on the hill with the other dead kids. Yeah, yeah that was pretty, that was, that was, mean, that was pretty creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Like an open, active threat that they're giving to the children. Yeah, like meaning, like we will kill you. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it don't get it don't get any worse than that. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, like I said again, American history. I just, I just, I'm just trying to wrap my head around these things that were allowed back then. Like, how's this even? Oh, well, this is up in Canada, right? This is in Canada, but it oh, still yeah, happened in the U.S. also. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. this really definitely took uh, focus up there also. Like, like Canada was screwed up too, you know, with the treatment of, you know, their indigenous uh, community. Like, what the hell was going on? What was going on back in the day? Ugh. I mean, but it's not even back in the day. It's our generation. Yeah. Yeah, which even more, which is even more infuriating, right? Like, it, uh, 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 I don't know. It's just, it's just I don't know. It, like, okay, when we when we uh, reviewed, you know, like Mumford, reviewed Teada, just like it's just stories of you know indigenous people living under these conditions that they just flat out shouldn't have lived under. Um, and so, of course, you know, that led to patterns of, you know, depression and drinking and alcoholism and, you know, 
you know, domestic abuse. Uh, that's the same thing. We will go back. Oh, um, you know, uh, other movies were reviewed. Uh, you know, far as you know, that involved the indigenous community. It was all. It was always touched upon that there were there was a lot of you know alcoholism and depression stuff like that because if you're living under this anvil of this condition like surprise society approach towards you or your people you gotta have you, you, of course it's thinking you figure out a way to try to cope well it, it's not just coping it's escape yeah the, the way escape is you numb your feelings you numb everything inside of you and the best way to numb that is with drugs and alcohol um and so which is what like this movie features a lot of is that you have these this family who has is growing marijuana and and selling it because the people in their their community are like need that to numb all of this trauma and the the thing that like there's been scientific studies that dim, that show have proven that trauma messes up your genetics it scars your genetics and so it is carried through generations so something that happened to your great grandparents um has destroyed part of their genetic code and is passed down through the generations. So something that their great grandparents, great, great grandparents experienced um, from the, the, the settlers coming into Canada and, and doing horrible things to the indigenous tribes, the people today are still experiencing that. And the children that went through the residential school, their genetic code has been messed up and their children are still recovering from all of that and yeah. depression, the best way to numb it. If you can't get prescription drugs is drugs and alcohol. Exactly. It just numbs you. So you don't have to deal with the reality of life. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, exactly. And it, it, it's a, it's, it's a running pattern, especially these movies that you know me and John's been watching and reviewing is yeah it's like this 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 running theme within these communities you know it's like but but then again you would some people would say oh well you know uh, they you know they they were just they were just getting you know just getting drunk on their reservations you know they like like oh uh, it's just it's just interesting how certain people when they say certain. Uh, descriptions of, you know, the indigenous people. It's like, oh, yeah, they were just all just flat out kind of drunks, and that's why they kind of just lost everything. Like, no, 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 that wasn't it. <laughs> Not at all. No. no. The societal things that was clamped down on these people, like in general said, this trauma, generational trauma. It's like how to cope. There was no outlets. There was no shrinks coming in these communities and trying to, like, have breakthroughs with these people. <laughs> it was just constantly hammering these folks to where they didn't know a way out. Yeah, which basically is is what brings us to this movie. So it, it takes place in, in 1976, and we're following this young girl whose whose mother committed suicide, and her father has gone to jail. She's being raised by her uncle, and like the way that they're able to pay for their life is through selling drugs and popper. 
collects money in order to agree not to take the kids off to school or put um, Burner, the uncle, off into prison. And they're unable to make their payment. And so in order to um, get away with or to collect the funds to make their payment, they decide to do a little um robbery and we basically follow them through the planning and the robbery but really like the story is there to help you understand what the the indigenous tribes have gone through with the residential schools and the abuse by the priest um and like here in America this sexual abuse by priests to to many children was was a huge thing but you don't you don't hear about the sexual abuse the priests did when they're at their residential schools or at missionaries because those those places are people of color and many times our cultures view them as less than mm-hmm. exactly it's a so pretty much um this story focuses on uh, like Ali and her plan along with you know her her friends uh, to ultimately steal back the money that was stolen from them by the poppers and ultimately like just escape, just like get out. So that was, so, so did it morphs into a, a heist movie at a certain point in the movie, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, which I feel like the heist plan was very good. Yeah. Uh, and they pulled it off. So kudos to them. I appreciated them like messing up the water system in order to distract Popper mm-hmm. um, and all of their masks and makeup, mm-hmm. um, getting an inside man by getting the person captured. Like, yeah, they had they had a good entertaining heist plan story. Oh yeah. <laughs> well it's definitely it was definitely entertaining. Um uh, uh yeah, and so that that's that's a testament to you know Alia's you know survival strategic instinct. So she's like the subtle chess master. Like she knows what to do, she knows which moves to make if, if she needs to make them, which is you know pretty cool. Yes, yes. Um <laughs> I mean, I feel like the heist portion of the movie was probably the best part. Um, The movie had a bit like the movie started strong, telling the story of the mother, the father and the daughter and everything. And then it got a little bit bit disjointed. Mm. Uh, And I'm not sure if that was because I was drinking or if the movie was just... (laughs) Uh, but then during the heist portion I was like yes I'm into this so there's like the second act I wasn't into okay. alright well okay so let's, let's let's put a pin on that and let me get into our ratings <laughs> so uh, as on the couch it's a, you know, it's a good it's a good watch uh, putting your shoes on kind of Contemplate going outside. It's okay. It's meh. It's middle of the road. You may or may not watch it. And the worst of the three is our like go outside. Like I'd rather go outside and endure all the bad elements of the world and people before I stand and watch this movie. All right, go get now. Now you bet. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like have it on in the background. Um, I feel like this is a very important story and all the elements are there for like 
like something that could be like a story that could be told that would be very impactful, that would encourage people to dive more into the history. Um, but I feel like they were trying to do too many things in the movie where they were both trying to tell the story of the atrocities of a residential school, but make it entertaining by throwing a heist thing in there. And so the two things were conflicting where tell one or the other, but the two together weren't necessarily working here. Man, we've been doing this for a long time because you're literally like taking the thoughts like right out of my brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, like and like I said again, with these movies, these movies should serve as more or less a springboard for you to dig into the actual factual stuff that they're touching upon. Uh, and to your point, a uh, hundred and a hundred and a hundred percent. Um, it, it felt like it was trying to tonally be different things. It was trying to tell different aspects of their situation, but it lost the main kind of narrative stakes. Like, for instance, I, I, I would have been fine with them stripping the whole um the drug dealing aspect and you know and focus more on the institution of what was happening with them. You know right. um, yep. I, that intrigued me more because I think at the beginning of the movie it in text before we see the movie it goes into you know the whole rules you know with the whole poppers and the law and all this stuff and the First Nation stuff. I'm like Oh, that's kind of fucked up. You know, it just starts off with it in text, like, okay, these are what <laughs> what's happening in this year with you know with these people. Um, but they never really like focus in on the institution of what was happening to these people and how they we see how they cope with it, yes. But I I just want I would love to have seen that focus shift a little bit more on the why. Why like is this institution set up to do this to these people, you know, and the repercussions, we see the repercussions. I just would love to see more of the why. Um, but yeah. 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 I wanted more of the, the story and the history. Yes. Uh, and, and I feel like they could have like, we talked about Munford and Teata that that those two stories do a very nice job of bringing the history in through a character story. And I was, I watched this movie. I was right after those two. Uh, it was a very depressing night uh, <laughs> or uplifting, depending on how you view our like the stories of two of the characters. <laughs> uh, this is not the movie you watch after the other two. No. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And like I said, it, it, it started off weird. Like I said, it started off interesting, you know. But my thing is when, when movies start off how they start off like this, right? We don't we don't lock into our main character to maybe I like seven, eight almost 10 minutes after. Yeah. Uh, so I thought, you know, the movie was from the perspective of like, you know, the guy 
you know, I think they get busted at the strip bar or something like that. I forget. Uh, I thought it was about him, but I was like, to my surprise, it's about like Alia, you know. So I was like, well, it'd be cool if they would have just started off with her, you know, and her situation, you know, with these poppers and stuff like that, you know. I thought they probably, to me, I felt like they just wanted to do like a cool little opening or something like that, but. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. They they were doing a they were they were casting their their fish like wire out at a lot of different ponds where they should have just focused on like maybe one or two, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean they could have like the opening scene could have been a flashback. Yes. Uh, because they did flashbacks a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. It just they needed it needed to be a little more focused. Yes. Agreed, agreed. Most definitely. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, they have it. Rise for young ghouls. Um, I mean, if, you know, check it out. You know, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's worth a watch, but I would say dig a little more into the situation that the movie is factually based off of, you know, so you get more context and see what's happening up in Canada and in the United States also, as you know, it's good. Um, so yeah, hopefully this will be a springboard for you to look into the, another dark chapter in Canadian American <laughs> history. Uh, yeah, so there you have it. Uh, so we will see you guys Thursday. Uh, till then, wish everyone safe physical distancing and get those boosters and keep wearing those masks. Yes, and uh, happy. Uh, well, we gotta get close to happy stuff your face day, but we have something for you on that day. Uh, so yeah, peace. Thank you.